0: Alright, good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman and as always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome. We're a PlayStation podcast and this is episode 279. And this is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get off the show... I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash awesome. And if you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. And as always, you can write us at awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments. Give us all the stars you possibly have in your heart and rate us as you see fit. This will help uh, podcasting services recommend it to other people. That's how the whole algorithm machine works. And as a reminder, we are a video podcast as well, so you can watch our show, if you prefer, on our YouTube channel. And lastly, for new and or long-time listeners, we have a Patreon site. You can support the show at a $1 level called the Patreon uh, level. Sorry, the Patreon tier is called the One and Only $1 Club. I always screw that up. And uh, head over to www.patreon.com ps. This is awesome to become a $1 patron and get your free die cut vinyl sticker right here on the show uh, for the show. Um, and uh, you can get a shout out on the show. That out of the way, Jake, how are you doing on this Sunday?
1: Pretty good. Uh, it's been a really busy weekend, so I yeah. haven't had a whole lot of time to. Sit down, but at least the weather's been nice. Although, I'm not going to lie, I, oddly enough, wish it would fucking rain.
0: Dude, me too.
1: It is so dry. I mowed my lawn today, and I probably shouldn't have, because it was kicking up so much dust and debris <sighs> that, like, my chest hurts from breathing all that shit in. Well. So, like yeah I don't know it's it's wild and it I don't think we're supposed to get rain for like literally another eight or ten days. yeah it's
0: gonna be at least another week at the very least yeah
1: I heard that it sucks
0: I wonder what it's like in the rest of the the country I think like this whole thing is east coast like there's been like a in an uncommon amount of tornadoes and stuff just because there hasn't been any humidity so I don't know it's weird i'm not a big I'm not a big fan of the hmm the heat i i i brought my running regimen back and dude like some of these days this past week it was like murder out there like just trying to run and well
1: I don't finally know. it it cooled down a little bit the last couple of days have been pretty cool like relatively speaking like normal temperatures like in the 70s not mm-hmm. like fucking you know 92 degrees out or whatever it was a couple of days ago so for, you know, at that point I think it might have even still been May and it was like 90 degrees outside which is like insane for here so, I I don't know, I mean, I'm it'll all kind of balance out at the end, I mean, basically depending on who you talk to, they're like, it's gonna be a hot summer it's gonna be a cold summer, it's like, who the fuck knows the world is ending because of you know, whatever, global warming or you know, Cthulhu or fucking God whatever whatever it is you believe
0: in is happening right now, yeah the
1: event horizon.
0: Let's <laughs> go. Cool. So, We're all going I, down.
1: I don't know. I'm just, just trying to enjoy it. I did get to go um, play nine holes of golf yesterday evening, so that was kind of nice. Where'd you but, go? Uh, um, oh, that course really close to my house. You've played there with me before. Big nuts? Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Actually, this year, it's 100% free. What? Yeah, you have to walk, but it's 100% free. Why? Just they just a new owner bought it this year and I don't know if it's going to be a continuation like going into next year, but as of this year I I was talking to him yesterday. They're like, yeah, just come whenever. You can just fucking walk for free. If you if you want to if you want to rent a like one of those pull behind carts for your bag, yeah. I carry my bag so it doesn't matter to me, but if you like want one of those pull behind carts, yeah. It's five dollars to rent one and they just donate that to charity. What the f really? Yeah. So are like, they taking it's care it's of the like course? Yeah. I mean there it's it's like it's like uh it's got some Hailwood energy to it, like, but it's not horrible. You know, it's playable. Yeah. Well shit, it's,
0: it's like twenty dollars like, to play Hailwood right now. Nine holes. Like twenty, twenty three bucks. I mean Hailwood has
1: been looking better lately than normal, but that's crazy. But yeah, I mean, dude, if I can for free, if I'm even if I'm walking, I could go just play three holes and leave. Like it doesn't matter, you know what I mean. So, and it's it's literally three miles from my house. So I might try to play a little bit more golf this year. You can get some exercise, walk in the course. I'm actually really jealous of I, you right now. Yeah, I mean, if you want to come out and play, come out and play. I mean, you just got to pay for gas to get here, and it's fucking. Free Why don't to play we go
0: play about. Big Nuts? It'll be fun. Yeah, sure. For the listeners, it's not called Big Nuts. It's called Walnut Creek. But uh, we call it big nuts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: TPC big nuts. Mm. Yeah,
0: best course. Uh, cool, man. Well, I'm glad that uh, you've been keeping busy. I, uh, man, this this mic stand is. I had to reset up like my podcasting situation. I actually finished singing that last song for One of My Land last night, which was awesome. And uh, I feel like some other stuff has been going on. Um, I had, a, I had a gig that I was supposed to play on Friday at Lake Resort. Got day of Thursday, I got a message from the dude, and he was like, dude, I accidentally double booked Friday, so can you play tonight? And it was just like Thursday, and I had to work fucking Friday morning. And I'm like, sure, I'll just come do it. And it was like, it was like kind of a twofer. Like, I was like, well, it's going to be a different crowd than I'm used to playing. Usually I play to a weekend crowd, and I was like, well, I'll just play Thursday, and then I'll have all weekend open because that was my only gig scheduled this weekend. I was like, it might be kind of nice to have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But Friday turned into like bathroom projects. Dude, I'm so, we're so close. I spackled all the trim because they hung the trim. The dude came back and hung all the trim. And he had to do some special shit to like make it fit because they got rid of, I don't know how much flooring. And then, you know, I, I don't know. It is what it is. So um, I had to like spackle like all the nail holes or fill them all in rather. And then, but I, I did some other dumb shit up there. Uh, we, we replaced the toilet handle with one that matches the rest of the hardware. And like the, the arm on the toilet thing and you put it in is like this long. And the one that I needed, the one that I'm replacing was like yay long. And so the chain wasn't quite right. And I was like, fuck, now I got to fuck with this. Just, just everything. I had to replace an electrical outlet down in my uh, kitchen because – here's the other thing. So <clears throat> I'm not a plumber or an electrician. So like these jobs that would take a normal person who knows this about this kind of shit, like I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to do, take me like twice as long, if not longer. So the problem is is this electrical outlet at the end of my kitchen – we just bought a new toaster, and our old toaster we've been keeping in the in the cabinet underneath underneath the counter. And uh, this new one's stainless steel. It's nicer. We're just going to leave it out. And we wanted it to be able to use this plug, but we've had an issue with you plug anything into this outlet, and then you go to unplug it, and not the outlet itself, but the whole J-Box would like start coming out of the wall when you pulled it. And whoever installed that J-Box at the outlet, the receptacles in, um, didn't nail it into a stud and they just screw drove it straight into drywall and the drywall has been compromised. So like, and there's like about yay space to work on to like getting it in there the way it needs to be in there. So it's like not a safety hazard. So I just, we just never used it. We just left it in place and fuck with it. Didn't want to like, you know... Start yanking wires and stuff, so I had to buy this this j box to make these these boxes called old boxes, and I didn't even know about them. So while there is a stud right up against it that they could have nailed into, there's no way I could have got a hammer in there in that little space and hammered it in, um, or even screwed it in really, because it was just like it just wasn't going to happen at the angle. So they make these old boxes, and what they are essentially like just a regular you know box that you put in. And then it has um, a long screw on the top right and a long screw on the bottom left. And at the end of there, there's like a little flap. And as long as that goes out further than the drywall, when you screw that in, that flap goes – and then it sucks into the wall and it keeps it steady and in place on both sides. So I had to find one of those. I didn't even know they existed. I'm just, So I'm like trying to research how, like all these hacks. I'm on YouTube trying to figure out how to get this thing to, so it doesn't wiggle. And then I'm like, okay, well, now I have to pull the entire electrical outlet out. So then I had to, you know, kill obviously you're going to kill the power. And I don't wire receptacles. I did the receptacles in the studio. The wire was RAM, but I just connected everything. I didn't retain any of that. So then I was like trying to figure out where to connect shit. And then I finally get it all in place and I put it all back together and the new old box is working. It's not, it's like, okay, I fucking did it. I feel good about myself. And I plug something in. There's no power to the box. And I'm looking at the chain and everything in the chain's working just fine. But the box, the, the, the outlet that I had to wire back into this new box, which wasn't, wasn't working. So then I'm like, all right, well, maybe like, Maybe I didn't strip the fucking wire enough, but I know that I did, so I pull everything back out. Pain in the ass. And I look at it again. I'm like, okay, no, nah, I pulled a little more, a little more of the the wire coating off, and then I, you know, really crank down on the on the connectors, make sure it's touching, and all the metal's touching and stuff, make sure the ground's right, and put it back in and plug into I'm like, surely it's gonna work nothing. And I'm like, well maybe I fucking broke the outlet, like, fucking with it. So, like, I went to Home Depot, picked up a new outlet, like, a receptacle outlet, came back, on the way back from Home Depot, because we never used that outlet, right? On the way back from Home Depot, I had the fucking weird thought that, like, what if that outlet is tied to, like, a switch somewhere? And I'm like, like, the switch to the dining room lights is right there. I was like, what if it's somehow just wired to that? So, sure enough, it was just wired to the switch. So, I spent... Two and a half hours trying to troubleshoot something that didn't need troubleshooting. I just needed to hit a switch and it would have worked. So I'm so irritated. So that was Friday. Not to get into the weeds or anything. Saturday was it was another day. Um, I did vocals last night. Uh, we were going to do the podcast. It just got kind of late. Um, I don't remember what I was doing. What, what was I doing? I was out and about or something. We were watching Barry or something. Yeah, we watched Barry. And uh, I don't remember what I did earlier in the day. I really don't. It's all kind of a blur, man. And then today, uh, Chelsea treated me to some clothes shopping at Grove City at the outlet malls. And uh, I hate buying clothes for myself. I just can't stand doing it. And uh, I'm in desperate need of some new shirts and and, uh, just stuff because a lot of my stuff either has like oil stains on it or like it just doesn't fit me because I put on a little bit of weight. I'm at that weird in-between weight where like a medium looks too tight and a large looks too big. So like I hate buying clothes when I'm at this weight because like I know I'm either going to shed the weight or maybe I should just get fatter and then like everything will fit right. But it's weird. Um, but anyway, so we did that all day today and we ate at this new place called blackout burger in Grove city, which is actually pretty good. If you've never been there, I'd never heard of it. It was really good. And then, uh, uh, picked up some stuff on the way home and here we are, man. I just got done mowing. You just got done mowing and we're going to talk some video games maybe, but that's it, man. I've been on for the listeners. If you, uh, like punk rock or like really, uh, Uh, I don't know I guess louder faster music Um, one of my favorite punk rock bands Rancid just put out a brand new record Um, and it's much like one of their earlier records Let's Go and it's every song is like this fast And and they're like yelling dude it's so fun but I've been on a huge Rancid kick so, I've been listening to a lot of them. Um, I wouldn't recommend the new record. It's probably not where I would start if you've never heard I, I would go listen to their record and Outcome the Wolves as a couple hits on it. It's a really good one. Let the Dominoes Fall is pretty good, also. Um, but if, if you like fast punk rock, go check out their new one. I think it's called Tomorrow Never Comes. Jake, what, what do you think about Rancid? Did you ever listen to them?
1: Yeah. Um, they're pretty gnarly. I mean, they're pretty much like they're one of those bands that if you looked up the definition of punk rock, their picture would be there. Like it's, <laughs> it's, so if you're not into like what I would call traditional punk rock, yeah, not like pop punk or like any of these more like melodic punk, but like, you know, if you don't want to listen to music that makes you feel like burning your house down, like it's not <laughs> probably for you, but it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I like, like they're, they're, um it's way more technical than it sounds like if you just even if you have an ear for things oh my like God, they're so how good. the bass is being played and like all that kind of stuff like you know you take a 2 minute song and you're like oh it's just a bunch of noise for 2 minutes Couple but power if you chords. actually listen to it yeah. like it's pretty wild you know so um yeah Rancid's cool I I listened to one of the new singles off of the album but I haven't listened to the whole thing Yeah it's
0: it's really just like Uh, We're just going to fucking melt the house down right now. And it's just exactly kind of what I wanted to hear. But what's interesting about it is I didn't realize they had a song on South Park a long time ago called Brad Logan. And it's a a really catchy. They do have some pop sensibility to some of their songs. And it just depends on what you're looking for. They have like, I don't know, 14 albums out or something. But um, they have a song on South Park called Brad Logan and uh, they also had a B-side to a song that had uh, called Roots and Radicals. The B-side was called "I Want to Riot. And it sounds like it's a crazy song. but it's uh, it's a ska song. It's traditional ska man, and it's so catchy and it's got a mean, sick riff on it. and I've just been like in this ranted, I don't know, man, it's just this rancid fucking black hole where I can't get out of it. I'm just like I've been sucked in and I can't escape. It's just all I've been listening to, dude. And I love it. I'm so happy about it. But we're not here to talk about music or our personal lives any longer. We're going to talk about video games. That's why you're tuning in, I think. And uh, if you're tuning in to hear about our personal lives, uh, I feel bad for you. Um, Nah, just kidding. But uh, yeah, so Jake, uh, what about games that we're playing? Every show we talk about games that we're playing. And uh, I myself... A little further in the Eufy DLC on Final Fantasy VII, I think I'm past the halfway mark. I know you've been playing it. There's like this boss thing. It's like a centipede. I I don't know how far you are. You're probably the same place Mm -hmm. you were. But I just beat the big centipede um, and we're on our way back to town. We got our IDs. So that's where I'm at.
1: That's all I've played. Um, I actually, actually beat it. I'm totally done. Oh, wow. With all of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'll be honest with you. To, well, to be fair, I, didn't, I don't know if you did like any of the side shit in town. Like nah, the dude. fucking turtle posters no, and I didn't, all that I didn't, stuff. Like, I didn't do any of that. But um, I'll say a couple things about the Eufy DLC. Um, no spoilers, obviously. But one, I love the change in tone with the music. I think it's fucking awesome how they added like a lot of – like kind of guitar riffs and shit mm, like that mm-hmm. into it. Like it sounds really different and neat. Um, and I don't know if it's supposed to be like, uh, emblematic of the fact that you're like these Wu Thai operatives and you're not like a part of the sort of Shinra system, we'll call it. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I'll say is that, um, uh, the combat is fucking awesome. I I actually prefer I love the 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 way that Yuffie controls like I love her like half melee, half ranged kind of combat strategy. Like I love a lot of the the combo moves, a lot of the abilities that she has. I love the um I love the idea of the synergy system. Yeah. Like it's pretty cool like and it can be really powerful. Um so, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. And, and to be completely clear, like, there is some... St- there is a lot of story at the beginning, but if you are interested and you, like, are like, ah, eh, story, whatever, but, like, you like the combat of Final Fantasy VII Remake, for the most part, after about the halfway mark, it's all combat all the time. Like, literally the entire rest of mm. the fucking thing. So, um... But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I was I'm kind of happy to be done with it. There's there are some I'm not gonna spoil it, but there are there are some like uh, relevant main story kind of tie-in cinematics at the end. So, the, I mean, that's kind of why they call it the intermission DLC, right? Because it's, like, supposed to be the story between Final Fantasy Remake and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Right. Which is the second uh, iteration of the game. So, um... Afterbirth. Right? Yeah, no, just Final just Fantasy 7 Afterbirth. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> that's so fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: called it that. Um, but, uh... <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's really good. And then, Am I halfway? So I that. Am I halfway or no? So, it took me like four and a half hours to beat it. Okay. So I don't know what your and that was my save time. So I don't know what your save time is at, but I think the average is like five hours to beat the main story mm. if you're not doing any side content. Um, but it sounds like you're about. About halfway, like you haven't gotten on the like, so you're basically ready to get on the train. Yeah, essentially, right? So the yeah, so you're about maybe halfway or so, and the rest of it is just kind of balls out till the end yeah. because it's like the rest of it is just the mission. You go to Shinra, right? Um, but outside of that, I, I'm I've been seeing a lot of really good reviews for Diablo Four, IV. so I've been considering picking it up the, the everyone who who did like the whatever you want to call it the super deluxe version or like whatever the the 80 or 90 version or whatever the fuck it is they got to play four days early starting on friday they got to play um and i've been hearing really good things about it so i'm thinking about picking it up on on tuesday when it officially launches on the 6th so, in the meantime, I've been just kind of dicking around, playing some like, uh, like some Mario stuff and just kind of biding my time or whatever until Diablo comes out. But I haven't really been seriously kind of playing much of, yeah. uh, much of anything else. That's fair. Yeah. It's called the
0: Ultimate Edition. We have a news point on that coming up later, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. But I'm glad to hear that the game's doing well as far as, uh, the, the critic reviews. Um, yeah, so that's about what we're playing. I mean, we're not really doing a whole lot more, but we did have a little bit of listener feedback. Every show we talk about listener feedback. If you want to write into the show, make some comments about our previous episodes, um, we prefer that you do it on Patreon um, at the $1 level. But if you can't, we're not going to judge you. And uh, you can write us on the YouTube channel as well. Leave comments on our videos over there or uh, send us an email, gmail.com And Big Box writes us on YouTube regarding episode 278 and uh, he goes that does it I got two flamethrowers one for each of you he says Jake I love how he, like, cites the things on the on the pocket. Like, puts the timestamps in there so we, we can't refute it. This is what you said. He goes, at one hour, 49 minutes, 34 seconds, you said, man, this game, Altros, looks so fucking cool. I just wish they could cut it out with this loop shit. It looks awesome. I'm just disappointed it's a roguelike. And he writes, Jake, you play hockey. A game that has you skating up and down the ice for nine thousand hours. The beauty of roguelikes is not seeing the art. Oh, is not seeing the art on the next level. It's competing against the game until you down it with your fist raised in the air. If you like hockey, then you like roguelikes. Damn it! Go play Hades or enter the Gungeon immediately. And then he says, "Fred, I made myself vulnerable with a lame comment last week. Have fun with Jake. Time is fleeting. Enjoy. And you beat me up. I'll recover." In time, but this car will remain as a reminder what P.S. This is Awesome can do to a man. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> Thanks for writing, Big Box. I thought that was a hilarious comment. I wrote you back on on uh, YouTube. I think you got it. But I don't even know
1: if Jake sees these comments until the show, which is really fun to see his reactions. Um, so I was reading this before we started the show because I was just kind of glancing over the notes. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that Big Box is fucking trolling me because... <laughs> You probably know Big Box in real life. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, I, maybe, maybe it's like a <laughs> – maybe he's, maybe he's like undercover listening to the podcast. Or maybe it is somebody that I know. I don't Dude, know. Dude, the internet, like, you never this guy know. Is, this guy's fucking trolling me. I love it. Just, Just give you a hard time. I played Hades. I, I played Hades first of all, <laughs> and I loved Hades except for the fact that it was roguelike. And you liked so, Eternal, right? And I, I – Returnal was one of the few that actually um, – that actually – that I was able to stick with to the end. Mm. And I think the reason for that was just because the, 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 the third-person shooting and the combat was just so good. And I, I know that Hades is like one of those games that everybody fucking loves. But for whatever reason, the isometric, top-down nature of it, the gameplay was fun but i was just tired at that point. Yeah. Um dude, side note, i but, bought
0: Hades on PS5 on a disc for $5 at Walmart clearance. I don't know yeah, how it got there. You should
1: play it. It is it's good. It's and it's really good. Right yeah. I'll be honest with you, if you're if you're going to if you're going to compare all roguelikes to Hades, that's a little bit kind of silly because Hades is a step above. It actually Every time you come back after you die, there's more story. There's there's stuff driving you forward. Supergiant is a fucking masterclass in video game development in terms of a developer. And, you know, but most roguelikes are not like that. It's just like you die, you wake up, you try again. You die, you wake up, you try again. There's no like – what's there's nothing other than the enjoyment of playing the game that – Pushes you forward, and like I don't even is Slay I don't the Spire like? hockey comment? Yes, that game was good. Yeah, so so I think what it boils down to is that one the game, too. right? If the game's good, it's good. It does, it does, it does. I think I think that's just where I'm at with with video games is that I have limited time, and I want to see everything that the game has to offer without having to get good at every fucking game I play. Air quotes. I saw the I saw so, the air quotes for the listeners. Yeah, so sorry. I air quoted if you couldn't tell by the tone of my voice. And the unfortunate <laughs> aspect of these roguelikes is that you have to get good at it or in some cases have really good RNG to be able to see the whole game. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I don't have time to devote these all these hours training to be able to, because I'm okay with with road bikes. <laughs> comparison if it's, to hockey, dude, it's so funny to me. <laughs> dude, he's just trying to piss me off. It's because so it fucking funny to me. <laughs> it's like just just because you love just because you love baking shows means you love to cook. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, it might mean you like big to box, eat, I, big box. I love you, but this is. Keep it up, big box. You're you're fucking trolling. Me. Keep it up. That's all I gotta say. I encourage you. Uh, Anyways,
0: uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. The time is fleeting comment, dude, you're not wrong. It is, but it did seem mighty ominous. (laughs) Maybe it was my state of mind when I read that. I was like, oh, man, maybe I was feeling like my time was almost up anyways. But yeah, man, I'm sorry uh, that you went home feeling bad. We weren't trying to attack you. Um, we love that you listen to our show. Please come back. <laughs> All right. And then J1 writes in the rumor of rumors is that because our last episode was about the PlayStation Showcase and our reaction. He said the rumor of rumors that PlayStation Showcase event has another one this year in September. And I said, I hope so. Regardless of what we did didn't, didn't see, I'm excited to see more. And he said uh, he, he hopes so too. So, yeah, there, there is rumors circulating. And, and it is just that a rumor that Sony is going to have another showcase this year so that's interesting um
1: you know i gotta be honest with you i i am like my feelings towards the state of or the the playstation showcase have been all over the place since we watched it yeah like it's like every time i Consume content about it, whether it's rewatching trailers or listening to critical reception or anything like that. It's like I, I like go back and forth and vacillating between between like it's not that bad and it's a- actually kind of bad. Like, yeah, it's a really hard just thing to read. Some like it's so weird how you because know, we spent a lot of time last we spent like two and a half hours talking about it was it last a long episode. episode. And you're welcome. Listen. Yeah. And, uh, And I know that I had a big kind of like, you know, the vibrant speech about how it was not that bad. And I think I stand by that. But I totally the more I think about it, the more I understand why people are upset with what was delivered. There was a lot of there was a lot of CG trailers, not a lot of gameplay. There were very few release dates. We didn't see a lot of stuff. Now we did find out that the reason why we didn't see the Last of Us re or a multiplayer game there, um, and some other stuff. So I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. So I'm hoping that like when September rolls around, you would think that if Spider Man is going to be releasing, the rumor is it's going to release in September. Now we haven't seen a release date, so maybe it won't release until like November or something, but. Um, I'm hoping that they learned from this, the reaction of this last showcase, and they could turn around with this next one and be like, "Oh, um, here's Spider-Man." Also, like, I, I hope first of all, I hope they don't do another like ten minute long Spider-Man thing. Like, that would be fucking insane. Yeah, we don't need any if more to do game. that again. Um, but hopefully, they're just like, "Oh, BT dubs Spider-Man's coming out like fucking two weeks from now or whatever." And then they're just like, oh, and here, and it's just like gameplay of all this stuff. Just like here's you know gameplay of whatever Wolverine. Here's gameplay of uh, Ghost of Tsushima two, or or at least like an announcement. Yeah. Like here's gameplay of this or that or whatever. Um, so or like release dates of this or that or whatever. So I don't know. I I appreciate the. The write-in J1, and I hope you're correct that there is another showcase this year because Sony went way too long between – because that's the other negative is that they went two years almost without doing a showcase and they did this. Yeah, just did not live up to expectations. So I'm hoping that the next one is like – I would rather it be tighter and more just explosive. If that makes any sense?
0: No. Yeah. Hundred percent. No, I get it. Yeah, and I agree. I, it would be nice. You know, it is. It's one of those things that it's weird. It's like you're right. That showcase. It wasn't. I think the. I, th- I think it might just be a little. Might have been a little. It, it was like a. It was like the perfect storm for no one to get a really accurate read on it. Like because like. It number one. It wasn't that they didn't show new stuff or talk about new games in the pipeline but it on on the flip side we got a lot of cgi trailers and then at the same time it it wasn't like it was like too long but then it was kind of filled with games that most people didn't really care about or they didn't need to talk about so like it's like should have it been shorter it was like for everything that you could say a positive about someone else could look at it as a negative and and it's just it just depends on where you're yeah. at as a person i think
1: i think it's one of those things like if they had if they had trimmed the fat shortened it up and then you know called it a state of play instead of a showcase it would have been a fucking banger yeah but there was just so many expectations tied to it and then like you know you're waiting and waiting and then all of a sudden like the pacing is kind of weird and like like what the fuck like cat's quest yeah. stuff. like uh, not, not to shit on cat's quest but like i like that the, one we though. talked about this last yeah. week we talked about yeah, we don't this don't There are just games in there that we didn't expect. that They, like, didn't probably need to be there. What I think
0: would have been cool, it was, like, a little over an hour long. What if they would have done four 15-minute state of plays, one per week, and be like, this week we have another state of play. This week we have another state of play. This week we have another state of play. play. And then, like, make sure one of the banger games was part of each of those – like, like we get like the the Haven game, even though it's just cinematic. But they could like maybe talk on it a little bit
1: and show some of those other things They could do ones. they could do something awesome like a like a showcase month or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. Like you're saying, where it's just like every week you do a fifteen minute stay to play and it's like, yeah, you got your you got your I, I don't wanna call call them filler games, but you got your like less kind of flagship titles. Right. And then at there's like every single week you've got a one more fucking game and it's just like and it's something, some yeah. banger. It's like, like fucking I mean?
0: Marathon and then it's like the Haven game, like I said, and then it's the Spider-Man shit and then it's like the cool uh, uh, it's not called Convoy, I forget what the fuck that game's called. Concord uh, Concord it's like Concord shows up and like maybe in one of those you get Concord and then something else or like you, then you have ex- exclusive VR, VR2 state of play where it talks about you know the Arizona Sunshine 2 is like the big reveal and like make it a bigger fucking deal like the problem is is like there were there was a lot of cool shit in that state of play but it was all overshadowed by people's expectations and it's like none of that stuff got got the limelight it deserved, the cool stuff, you know, and then it just becomes part of this failed thing. Um, Anyways, enough about it. J1, I hope you're right. hope we see more, and uh, I'm sure we will in the future. I'm sure we will. Let's get on to the show here. We talk about news every week and uh, different things that happen in the news for PlayStation and Um, Jake, if you could find it maybe while I'm ranting on, um, if there's a list of new games coming out this week. Because when I did the notes notes last night, I couldn't find it, but I'm sure it's somewhere on Push Square, which is where we get a lot of our news, a lot of our content, and we talk about it, and that makes our show. But uh, from what we've heard, you guys tune in for our uh, podcast personalities. So you are more than welcome to jump in around the cafeteria table and listen to us shoot shit about games. So the June, first news point, the June... PS Plus games have been announced. And every month, Sony releases PlayStation Plus games free for all Plus subscribers. And we got a nice little offering, I think. Um, The first one was NBA 2K23. It makes sense. I was thinking about this. It makes a lot of sense to release these sports games, these current ones, towards the tail end of the season. You know what I mean? Because they're they're not going to be able to sell this next year. You hear what I mean? And you might as well just give it to whoever wants to play it. Um, The next one was Jurassic World Evolution 2, which was Jurassic Park. And the last one, which is one I'm really interested in because the art style, was Trek to Yomi, which is the side-scrolling samurai game. Looks really good. So, any opinion on those games, Jake? What do you
1: think? Decent release? Yeah, I I mean, I think it seems like a pretty decent release. I don't know that... Any of those games are for me. Not Trek to but, Yomi? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it looks cool, but I don't know if it's something that I want to play. Mm. But I think that it's it's a – there's a little bit of something for everybody probably there this month.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not a big basketball player. I don't even really watch it. But I did buy basketball recently and I went down to the local uh, – whatever you want to call it, the court the outdoor court shot around for a bit realized how bad i am at basketball but also had a lot of fun so <laughs> i don't know yeah in jurassic world evolution 2 i didn't even realize there was a jurassic world evolution 1 i don't know when evolution 2 released i don't know what the critical reception is of that game but i do know Trek Diomi's on my list and i bet you that's a pretty quick game to finish start and beat so that's definitely on my on my list jake what i want to do let, let me ask you something before we get on to the next news point I had an idea for the show for for uh you know show content, and do you utilize the wish list on the PSN? No, I do not. Will you?
1: Maybe oh, it's um, it's really I have found yeah go ahead. I have found that wish lists don't really work for me psychologically they become just, like, repositories of games that I'm never going to buy or they end up being, like, these... Like, I like to decide what I'm playing organically mm. and, then if, and then if there's an instance where I'm, like, looking for something to play, then I'll kind of dig into, you know, what came out recently or whatever. But I don't like the overwhelming feeling of having this, like, visible backlog of games that I haven't purchased, I haven't played, I haven't... Like, I I just don't know that uh, that it's good for me from... Because think about it this way. I don't want to feel like I have to rush through the games that I am playing because I have all these games on my backlog. Yeah, and I know maybe. that would happen if I used the wish list. So... I do not use it. So with my, with
0: my self-diagnosed ADHD and, and inability to keep track of even the smallest thing, I use the wish list when a new game comes out when I know I want to play it. So I have a wish list, and I thought a cool maybe show topic will be us to discuss our wish list, but you don't have one. So, man, I thought it was a really good idea. Maybe I'll share mine with the listeners at some point, um, and you can talk about my wish list. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean I I mean if you wanted to do a segment on it, I could definitely come up with like a backlog
0: of games list. that you haven't purchased yet that you would want to play.
1: Right. Let's let's there try are games that. that I'm always kinda thinking about. Yeah.
0: Well I mean it doesn't have to be like deep, deep cuts or anything, it's just something that you know that you know that you're gonna get eventually on a sale or something. That's why – those are the ones I put on my wish list, and I wait for them to go on sale, and then it's like if I'm playing something, I don't buy them, and then if I am, then I then I fucking pick them up. Or if I'm not, then I'll pick them up. Think about that then. Think about some games because maybe, maybe we'll do that next episode for 280. Um, final fan- – next news point. Sorry. This is this is kind of interesting and this was per an article on push square and they got their source from someone else but I, I don't even know just go to push square and look it up and you can read it but so apparently Final Fantasy 16 pre-orders are down from what Square Enix expected and it's actually tracking worse than the uh, Final Fantasy 15 pre-orders now Square has put a ton of marketing behind Final Fantasy 16 and from what I'm hearing it's gonna be a game of the year contender. Now, I really don't think they have much to worry about because the cream always rises to the top when it comes to games. So, if the game is as solid as what people are saying, um, it's probably going to be just fine. But I don't think that companies, I understand why they can get worked up or upset or maybe have a little bit of like, oh shit, you know, when they're seeing the numbers here. But like, you have to realize that like, I was somebody who used to pre order games. I don't pre-order games anymore. There's no reason to. There's no, absolutely zero reason to. So, when the game releases and everything's hunky-dory and people are saying this game fucking rips and it's awesome, then hell yeah, then maybe I'll pick it up. You know what I mean? But, like, pre-orders, even more so now, I think are less relevant than what they used to be. Um, But I'm sure it's concerning for them. Any opinions on this, Jake?
1: Jake? I think that people are just starting to realize in the digital age that pre-ordering games is fucking stupid. And so many games are releasing broken now that why not, if I can get it the same day digitally by just downloading it, why not just wait until the review comes out and then buy it? Even if the, the reviews come out a little early, the embargo list early, you can pre-order it right before it launches and have it on your console the day be- the day it comes out. So it's like I think that just maybe I find it hard to believe. I don't know what their expectations were. Maybe their expectations were way high. Right. But I have it find it hard to believe that people don't care about Final Fantasy 16. I think it's more of an industry shift. And I don't know. I I could be wrong about this, but you know, you're never gonna grab me with these trinkets and these fucking, you know, extra skins and all this like, like useless shit that you give me for pre-ordering the game. Um, and maybe people are in, maybe people are just seeing that now, and now they're not, you know, they're not because I would argue that the people that play Final Fantasy 16, and Final Fantasy in general, are gonna be more in tune with the gaming industry. And those people, as a whole, I think, are more li- are more likely to start weaning off of pre-ordering games because of the digital age. So, also, this could just this could be uh, kickback from them showing way too much of the fucking game. Yeah, I mean, they showed so much of the game already. They had a twenty minute state to play on what. Uh, What Final Fantasy 16 was, and then in the PlayStation 5 showcase, they had another like five to seven minute trailer showing like story and gameplay of the game. It's like like fucking let it rest, chill. People know that it's coming. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't understand. So I guess we'll just have to see. Uh, We'll have to see what happens. I think maybe they're a little (laughs) bit, uh, a little bit premature and they freak out if that is what's actually going on but i don't know maybe maybe that's true maybe people are are they don't give a shit about this and they're just waiting ready, ready for the final fantasy 7 rebirth yeah. that's what they really want yeah man I, I i don't i don't know i
0: i'm with you on you know the whole like expectations thing um i feel like First of all, it'd be really hard to project sales or have expectations. I understand that's part of the business. That's part of being a developer is you have to, you have to like weigh the, weigh the budget. Like, you know, you can't put more in a game than you expect to get out of it. So this is like really important financially. This is why they have expectations. Um, But I don't, I don't know. I I would imagine it's fucking Final Fantasy 16. It's going to do all right. Right? Like... How could it not? I agree they probably showed way too much of the game. In fact, I think what they showed at the Sony Showcase turned me off a little bit from the game. Um, Yeah. Which is interesting, because I didn't expect that. So, I don't know, dude. I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, we'll see. All right, next news point. This one is is really kind of weird. And I told you we would get back to Diablo 4. So, apparently... <laughs> sorry, I'm writing down the timestamps. I always have to announce it because my brain shuts off for a second. So, i got to like write something while talking about something else. So, some of the people who bought into the Ultimate Edition of Diablo 4, which was made available... Um, And anyone who purchased it were able to play the game four days prior to the game's actual release. Um, Some of these folks are experiencing license issues, um, which is preventing them from even enjoying the early content. So that would suck if you paid the extra money for the Ultimate Edition and then you go to do it. And then you just like license issues and it won't even let you play it. So I don't know how long ago this happened, but it has to have been within four days of launch. So Blizzard uh, noted that they were aware of that issue, and apparently that issue was only affecting PS4 and PS5 users. Um, and while we're on topic here, Jake, the listeners, and even yourself, if you're interested, you can head over to the PlayStation blog to read a really nice write-up on Dable 4 that includes interviews with the creators of the game about its replayability, Paragon system, PvP, and more. So the PlayStation blog, from time to time, have really nice interviews about games. With developers, and they did a really nice job over there on Diablo Four. So if you if you're thirsting for more content on this game, um, you can go do that and uh, read that in the PlayStation blog. Jake, any anything about this that you'd like to comment on?
1: I mean, it sucks. I, I don't know the extent of the the issue. Excuse me, the issue. But if it's widespread amongst the PlayStation audience, I certainly hope that, like. Like, it's fucking Activision is not going to give people their money back, but I would hope that they would at least consider it, if it's if it's bad enough. <laughs> like, if it's people just, like, getting booted here and there, like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know, you've got bugs that you're trying to work out, it's early access, whatever. Um, Like, and you should expect from a Diablo launch that there's going to be some kind of shit going on. But um, That's no fucking
0: excuse, though, right? You're offering no a fucking thing. You're paying, you're literally...
1: Giving if them if you something. Are pay- yeah, if you're paying for the early access and it doesn't work, you should be given something. If it's not a refund, maybe they'll give you like some free fucking Diablo bucks or whatever the hell it is. Diablo in this game. bucks. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like they they did this type of shit in. Um, you remember they did this uh, something similar. In Grand Theft Auto Online, it was like really fucked up for a while. And they issued and like a billion like, dollars to the players, yeah. Yeah, like there was something weird that happens. So sharp like cards and shit, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they they rectify it with the audience. But again, I haven't researched it myself, so I don't know how widespread and how problematic it is. Because if it's just a handful of people, like sorry, but you're you're SOL. But like if it's fucking a shitload of people or everyone on PS5 and PS4, mm. then I would hope that they would make it right for sure.
0: Dude, my theory on this is just like again, just fucking wait. Like Yeah, stop pre ordering games. Seriously. Back to that like the rule of the I don't want to say the rule of thumb, but the rule is is just don't fucking like they're tricking you. You're being tricked. And you got tricked. You know, you can't trust this shit. Um, I don't know. You should be able to. I bet you there's a lawsuit over this. I bet you there's a lawsuit over this if they don't refund it. It'll be something like false advertising, false marketing. Some kind of shit is going to go down from this. You can quote me on it. It's going to – because Diablo 4 is such a big release that I guarantee one of the people that this was affected by is going to be the person that's like, ah, I'm fucking suing. You know what I mean? Like, I guarantee. like They're going to be lucky as shit if they don't get sued over this. Or something. That's all I'm saying. So, anyways, there will be something about that. And like you said, I don't know how widespread that issue was, but it was an issue I wanted to bring up. That aside, like you said, the game seems to be really good. So, um, congrats to Blizzard for a good release on that game. Um, Apparently, it's awesome. Uh, let's move in to the next news point. I want to talk. You brought up Rockstar Games, and uh, you know it's kind of interesting to me because there's a lot of things that can be said about Rockstar Games, but Jesus, they know how to support Grand Theft Auto Online. Grand Theft Auto Online is seeing another huge online update. Um, the expansion is going to be free to current owners of the game. The new expansion is called Mercenaries, and it sounds exactly like you'd expect it to be. Expansion is also going to include some updates and quality of life improvements to the game, such as claiming all destroyed vehicles at once, custom tags for garages that you own, and so forth. Grand Theft Auto Online has become its own thing, man. Like, what I would like to see happen is that the new Grand Theft Auto just not have an online component and just be like, this is just single-player Grand Theft Auto good shit. I highly, highly doubt that will ever happen. No no
1: way in hell. (laughs) They've made
0: so much money on this fucking thing. Um, But like, you know, it's not like they made it. It's not like they said it and forget it. Like, dude, they're constantly doing shit in this online world for the players. And that's how they keep engagement up. And like, it's paying off. It's paying off. More free content. Uh, I really liked it when I got sucked into it. And I haven't been back to it forever. My goal is to beat all those Dr. Dre missions and I think I got to the <laughs> – it's a long story. LJ and I played a fucking mission, and I thought I had a parachute, but I didn't. I jumped off a skyscraper, and I died. I beat the mission, barely made it, got back, flew back to base, and all I had to do was get to the entrance on the ground. So I was like, oh, I'll just fucking jump off the building. And then, like, I didn't have a parachute, and I literally died, and I couldn't restart the mission from, like, any save point. You had to do the whole thing over again. It was, like, really long and hard. So anyways, I didn't go back since then. Jake, do you have anything to say about Rockstar Games and Grand Theft Auto online? Outside
1: of it's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to comment on because anytime I hear like Grand Theft Auto online, I literally glaze over. But I I just continue to marvel about like how amazingly huge this is. And you have to believe that they're going to roll it into the next game in some capacity. I mean, maybe they are going to fork it off, and it'll be like its own thing. And they'll just add in GTA 6 content when GTA 6 comes out. But why not just launch a whole... Well, because you have to migrate all those players,
0: right? All those players that are, like, they're making money off of. When GTA 6 comes out, dude, those players are probably going to be squirming, dude. They're not going to want to, like... They don't want to see GTA Online stop being supported, right? Because they, they've invested so much money and time into it. They're going to expect some sort of major update to it, probably, when 6 comes out. But, like, for Rockstar to make a new GTA Online seems silly, as lo- unless it's absolutely uh, just integrated into gta online and it's like okay there's one patch you download it and everything's fucking updated because
1: how my else are they going to do there it will be my guess is that there will be so if they don't make a new gta online and gta online stays as is there will be a shitload of content exclusive to purchasers of gta 6 so like if you bought oh, gta 6 saying. All this stuff – all it's like an expansion for Destiny, right? Like you unlock all you this buy shit fucking in GTA Lightfall? Online. You know what I mean? So like it will be the same thing where like the world of GTA Online will change. But if you really want to take advantage of all the changes, you have to purchase GTA 6 to get that license.
0: That's smart. I didn't even think about so, that.
1: That's probably what they're going to have I'm to guessing do. that's that's probably how it's going to work if they want to maintain the current player, player base. If they just want to say – if there's one studio that can do it, it's Rockstar – And they can just say, fuck it, scorched earth, blow it all up, we'll start over and make everybody fucking migrate. Maybe they'll do that too, I don't know, man. Dude, that would take balls on Rockstar's part to be like,
0: okay, we're no longer supporting GTA Online, now you gotta get GTA whatever,
1: Online too." right? I'm sure they'll still support GTA Online in its current format, but they would do like a, you know, there would be another game. But my guess is that they'll probably just do, like, a migration, kind of like Destiny. Could you imagine
0: if they charged, now? like, $10 for the new GTA Online, if they made it? Like, maybe it's like if you already own GTA Online, it's like a $15, like, I don't know, $15, what do you want to call it? Like, an
1: update or something. To the Expansion Yeah, or or whatever, right. yeah. Well, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Online is already kind of isolated from Grand Theft Auto V, so... Yeah why not just keep it the same and just add content
0: Dude, i'm real curious now after talking with you about this like what they're gonna do because i never really gave it much thought but gta online came with gta 5 so it's just like what the fuck are they gonna do i don't know it's hard to say yeah i'm curious to hear what their plans are maybe they've already talked about it but if they did i missed it all right next news point jake this one is Interesting, Not really interesting, but probably one of the most important ones for our listeners. Sony, every summer, does a big sale called the Days of Play. The Days of Play sale right now, right now, is live on the PSN. This doesn't just include games, but it also includes accessories and gear. So you can go to direct.playstation.com or gear.playstation.com. They get discounts on Sony-licensed shit, including controllers, and then probably shit like this Last of Us mug I'm drinking out of. The watchers can see it. Um, it's probably on sale right now. Um, but yeah, you can get like discounted shit. There's like some really nice stuff on their store. And I always forget that this exists. But like if you if you are maybe like a fanatic about one of their properties, their IPs, they do have some really nice stuff over there. Um, I know I bought Chelsea a sweater that or a hoodie that looks just like Ellie's hoodie once for Christmas, and uh, she's got that. Do
1: they have? Do they have controllers on sale? Yeah, yep. I'm sure they
0: do. I mean, I'm talking on my ass. I don't know for certain, but go to directplaystation.com, dude.
1: They're all still seventy or seventy-five dollars. You just went there? They'll check it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, dude. They're they're usually on sale. Funny story. Weirdest thing happened to me. Oh God. No issues. I dropped my DualSense, one of my DualSense controllers. To be fair, because the shape this stupid fucking thing, I drop it all the time because it's it's got it's they're making it more and more like an Xbox controller shape, where the outside is all fucking curved and shit, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have like these like parallel protrusions like the original Dual Shocks did. So a lot of times when I'm grabbing it by just one of the protrusions, I'll dr- it'll slip out of my hand and I'll drop it. And it's usually like, you know, I'm sitting on my couch and it drops to the floor at my feet or something. Because I go to put it on my coffee table. This, like, totally innocuous drop happens on Friday. Okay. It was Friday morning. And now the X button no longer works. Everything else on the controller works totally fine. X button doesn't work at all. What? So. Yeah, I don't know, I dude, fuck, I'm confused. I have tried, I have not tried yet to do a factory reset on the controller. Yeah, I'm gonna try that next, but I have two controllers, so it hasn't really impacted me too much. But yeah, man, my fucking controller, like if the X button just saw, it, like doesn't work anymore, mm-hmm. then I'm just, I guess, I just can't use it. this controller. It's just dead. I just throw it in the garbage. Which to me is like, that's like a weird thing. Like you would think of all the things to stop working. The X button? Yeah. I could see maybe like the rumble quit or like one of the triggers break or like one of the freaking uh, analog sticks or something. But the X button? Yeah. I don't know, man. It just it doesn't work anymore though. So I got to try and figure out what the fuck's going on. Okay. So they do have a
0: sale on a factory recertified DualShock 4s for PS4. $10 off. Which
1: you can't use on the PS5 for some... some
0: right. I'm looking right stuff. now what the sales are. They have some TVs on sale. Um, they also have... I forgot that Sony were making covers for the PS5s. And their covers are usually run at $55. And they're on sale for 45 So they're $10 off. So if you want to get a hot pink, a galactic purple or a starlight like blue cover for your PS5, you can do that for $10 off. And then 60% on select games. So like GTA uh, Grand Theft Auto 7, we've talked a lot about that and it shows $40 right now. Last of Us Part 1 is 50, which is $20 off cuz it's usually $70. So 50 bucks, it's actually kind of tempting. Not going to lie. You know, there's some other good ones. Ratchet and Clank, Rift of, Rift Apart, $30. It's like half off. So, um, more than half off, actually, because I think it retails at 70 Miles Morales is 40 bucks. Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, $30. You can't beat some of these deals if you haven't played these games, and they're on your list. So, And then my favorite one is the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which is 20 bucks. but if you're a premium member of Plus, you don't need that, but... Um, yeah, some really good games. And they also have a section up for their PC games and stuff. And uh, so it's kind of interesting. If you want a... Oh, never mind. That's not what I thought it was. But anyways, yeah. yeah there's some cool stuff on there. But not... So I, I did speak out of my ass. They don't have the new DualSense controllers on sale. But some of the stuff is is on sale. So I like the, I like the Days of Play. Uh, There's nothing on there right now that's begging for my attention. I was hoping Resident Evil 4 Remake was going to be on there. I didn't see it on there. I know Darkest Dungeon shows up on these. That's one of my favorite games. Um, Hands down, one of my favorite games. I want to start from scratch. Maybe that game's so fucking good, but it's so hard. Now that I know how to play it, I might... I don't know. I'm so close to beating it. It's just so hard. I lost a lot of good characters. Anyways, that's all I have about the Days of Play for Sony. But, Jake, I am going to charge you with getting a wish list together for next episode.
1: Already working on it. Oh,
0: nice. Look at this, folks. Listen, folks, we're going to have an awesome show for you next next week. We're going to talk about our wish list, all the games on our wish list, games that we want that we haven't bought yet and why we want them maybe. So the next news point is Capcom is uh, they're kind of vying for your input. So there's a survey on the Capcom website. And it asks you for your input on their franchise, Resident Evil. And towards the end of that survey, they ask which titles you'd like to see brought back. You can check it out on the Capcom site. I filled it out. I just gave them a nice encouragement – Message at the end. I said, You guys are fucking killing it. I didn't swear. I said, You guys are absolutely killing it. Just keep doing what you're doing. People love what you're doing with Resident Evil series. Keep bringing them all back. You know, you guys should know better than anybody what, you know, what game should come back next. I said, The new games are great. The VR implementation is fantastic and it's always free. Just don't change that. Keep doing the VR stuff because we love it. You know, we're a silent minority here. Probably the VR players, we don't really speak up but i know people are loving it so i did the survey it was interesting the first question was like how in what mediums are you familiar with resident evil and it was like graphic novels video games movies comics and then it went into like books and then it was like i don't know some other stuff like websites i don't know man what they're doing with Resident Evil is fantastic. And they're not you can't you can't fault them and say, "Oh, it must be nice just to milk milk all the old games." Dude, they're still making new Resident Evil games. It'd be different to me. I think I would look at it completely different if they weren't putting out new games. But they're putting out new games and they're remaking the old games all at once, and it's freaking fantastic.
1: Jake, anything about this survey or Resident Evil? I didn't do the survey, but I am stoked about what they've been doing, and I hope that the ne- I, I I hope that the next game that they do is either one or five. I know that seems kind of obvious, but they might do zero, I or think- something like that, or or, yeah. or Code Veronica, or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I played the the GameCube remake that we got on ps4 uh i don't know it's been a couple of years now but i really enjoyed it for the first game and then um resident evil 5 was the one the first one that they released on ps3 and i think that that game could really really benefit from an overhaul because I, I liked it a lot it, it, I know that a lot of people had a lot of beef with it because it was a little more action-y. It was co-op all the way through. But honestly, I I really enjoyed the game. And I never played 6. It didn't really jive with me. But I would say that I hope that they either continue on and do 5 or go back and do 1. But it's entirely possible that they'll do... You know, a fan favorite instead in either zero or Code Veronica, but I don't know.
0: It's weird they I'm really haven't done one. Enjoying what they're doing yet. for sure. It's weird that they
1: haven't done the first one yet. Yeah, it is kind of strange. I mean, maybe they're just thinking, oh, well, we have this remake that was on GameCube or wherever the original where it was originally released. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think it could really benefit from a modernization like we got with Re Two, Three, and Four. Yeah,
0: just do the first one. I mean, that to me that's a no brainer. Maybe they're just thinking it's kind of outside of their demographic now because it's so old, but I don't know, man. I think, I think that's cool. Next news point, and whether you love them or hate them, Ubisoft has announced a showcase that they're doing on June 12th in case you're curious, and I guarantee we see Assassin's Creed Mirage and there are rumors that we're going to see their Avatar Frontiers of Pandora game and That'd be cool, what's that? I said that would be cool. Yeah, and then the Crew Motor Fest, and then probably other ones, of course. But you know, Ubisoft kind of gets a bad rap, but I, I don't know. I, I think they're still relevant. You know what I mean? Like, I'm curious to see what's going on here,
1: June 12th. Yeah, I mean, they suck pretty bad as a AAA publisher right now, but people love Siege, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, I think people are going to be really excited for Assassin's Creed Mirage. It looks like a throwback, which is awesome. It's what a lot of people have been clamoring for. Um, maybe we'll see more Division Heartland. I know people are interested in that. Obviously, uh, Avatar will be a big hit for them, but I'm also curious if they will show anything about the massive developed open world Star Wars game. That we talked about mm. uh, the last week or the week before that, I don't remember. Um, might- but I'd be interested in see what that's about too. So they, it sounds like they might have some stuff to talk about. But I just hope they don't try to make it like this fucking two hour long thing. Yeah, when it could be like a ha- streamlined half an hour of just you know banger shit.
0: I will say I this, though, dude. I really, really enjoyed Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands and i never did play breakpoint but there was a weird interest in breakpoint for me because on this gi joe forum there were there were members cr- like skinning their Breakpoint character to look just like G.I. Joe characters and they could do it and they would write the recipe up on what things you needed to make your dude like it looked like Beachhead or like it looked like fucking Snake Eyes or it looked like Falcon like they really I mean and it looked just like these guys and it was like oh fuck man that's so cool you know they had like a shipwreck dude like dude like so Breakpoint is one of the games available for premium members um or extra sorry ps plus wait which one is it ps plus what's the second tier uh extra okay so extra you can get breakpoint and that's that's what i have so there there's two games on extra right now that that i want to get to and this may be stupid watch dogs 2 i want to play that i just really want to play it I played the first one and beat it. Never played the second one, never did the third one, never did the whatever the one. And then Breakpoints one of the ones. I just want to f- dip my toes in the water and just see what the fuck it's about because for whatever reason there there I have that bone in my body that gets all fucking stoked for military S kind of games like you know whatever like like hacking and like you know being like this underground hacking guy or group or whatever and taking it to the man and then at the same time i love like the gi joe kind of recon we're gonna fucking scout out this camp and we're gonna fucking execute and like go in and do a mission like there's just something about me that i love shit like that i think it's cool as shit now in real life you know i i'm not really into the military or like you know i don't give a fuck what's going on i do but i i'm not like a dude that Like, has, like, 30,000 guns in my house and, like, wants to be like that. But, like, when it comes to fantasy, fiction, Tom Clancy shit, like, I love it. You know, fucking uh, bank robbery movies. I love that stuff. So, those two games I really want to go back into and play because they they scratch an itch for me. But they're so – well, at least – Watch Dogs 2 is so dated, but I really enjoyed the first one. And from what I understand, it is a continuation of the first Watch Dogs. Um, They kind of went off rails, I think, on 3 or whatever the third one was. was, was Legion's 3 or was there another one after? Maybe 2 didn't continue. I don't know. Legion. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I'll I'll quit talking about it. But I'm kind of excited to see what Ubisoft shows for the announcement that maybe they surprise us with another Tom Clancy game. That would be kind of cool. I don't know. I, I don't want to get my hopes up. Uh, and I only care to a certain degree because I never played Breakpoint. So, you know, fuck it. Um, next news point. Jake? Uh, this was a weird one for me. And I don't know how. They're going to have to do it from the ground up. But do you remember that game Seventh Guest on PC? Do you remember this game? No. It had a purple cover. We had it growing up. We came with our, like, uh, Packard Bell computer or some shit. Like, it was this old fucking, like, murder, mystery, haunted house game for its time. It was like, holy shit, this game looks awesome. And I remember playing it a bit, and it was kind of creepy, but, like... So, anyways, Seventh Guest is coming to VR 2, which is really, really weird. And, like I said, it's a mystery game. It was a mystery game on PC a long time ago, but it's being reworked for VR 2... Um, and it's about like this haunted mansion, and it had like some weird like, you know, commentary or voiceovers. And I want to, I want to say, but I can't confirm. My, the, we're talking. When did the original Seventh Guest come out, dude? It had to have been in the early, early nineties. Let me look here. Seventh Guest. I, I should tell you, I got it up right now. Yeah. When did, when did Seventh Guest come out? Nin- Nineteen ninety-three. Ninety-three. Ninety- three. So it has a 9 out of 10 on Steam and almost a 4 out of 5 on Google Play. And it was released as a computer game and it was released by Virgin Interactive. And uh, dude, I remember the game being a really big deal. In its its heyday. So they're re-releasing it. They're reworking it and making it for VR 2. And I thought that was really interesting. And maybe some of our listeners may find that interesting. Maybe they won't. There's no official date, but it is going to be a 2023 release. In addition to Seventh Guest, it was also announced that Bulletstorm is getting a VR 2 version. Which could be cool. And then also was Vampire the Masquerade Justice for PSVR 2. And that's going to be an adventure RPG coming in late 2023. And they have a little article on the Vampire the Masquerade Justice over on the PlayStation blog. And it actually looks really cool, dude. Like, it looks really nice. Um, It says they set out on the PlayStation blog about Vampire the Masquerade Justice. It says... We set out to make a game that fully immerses you in the role of a stealthy vampire, taking advantage of all the strengths of the PSVR 2. One thing that truly excites us about the PSVR 2 is the adaptive triggers and the haptic abilities available in both controllers and the headset itself. As a vampire, you have access to all kinds of tools, help you stay hidden from your enemies, or when necessary, surprise and dispose of them with lethal force. You get to sneak up on your victims, drink their blood, unleash powerful disciplines, and tear them to pieces, or fade away into the invisibility before their, their very eyes." You decide how to take on each scenario, and we make full use of the wide range of haptics to fully immerse you in the experience. So it looks cool, man, and I bet the graphics are really interesting. And uh, hmm. there are some comments over here that that are like, this would have made the place to showcase a lot better. Someone's like, man, you guys are making a story-driven vampire VR game. This is a must-buy day one. Very cool. Looks to be a very unique game in the PSVR 2 library. And uh, someone did write, this is cool, we want Half-Life Alex." Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, man, like, this vampire game looks really cool and just kind of popped out of nowhere. I got to get back into VR two, man. I just have to do it. You can't spend that kind of money and just fucking let the headset sit. I got to do it. I mean, Bulletstorm could be cool too. 100%. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. It looked good. What I saw
1: looked really good. Yeah. No, Vampire is neat because it's like a different kind of experience. Like a stealth VR game. So I'm pretty interested in seeing what that what that looks like when it finally comes out. But uh, yeah, I was just looking at some screenshots of it. It looks great.
0: Yeah. Nice little surprise for the VR2 owners. LJ, I'm looking at you, buddy. I know you got one. Um, anyways. Let's move forward. we got a few news points remaining, and then we'll tie things off because we are running a little long in the tooth, especially after our last episode, which was long. Firaxis, a uh, studio owned by Take-Two Interactive, are laying off up to 30 employees. Now, y- if you've been paying attention, you know that their most recent release was Marvel's Midnight Suns. It was critically received very, very well. And... Uh You know, Firaxis, were also responsible for the XCOM games. Um, And this is kind of a tough news point, man, because Firaxis, from all accounts, seems to be a very adequate and good studio. They set out to do something, and they make the game they mean to make, and critically, all of their games are pretty good. Uh, But they're laying off up to 30 employees. Um, You know, it just seems like the games that they're making just don't have as wide an audience as most uh, most other styles of game. They, they, they like this turn-based kind of game thing. And, and getting, a, getting a Marvel license to make Marvel Midnight Sun and then having it not sell really well but being critically received very well has got to be tough on those developers because I'm sure they put a labor of love into it. And uh, my brother loves Midnight Suns, dude. He was all over this game. He said it was so good. And uh, it might... I've heard great things. It might just be one that shows up on my on my back catalog, on my wish list for next episode. We'll see. But, Thank Jake, you do you have anything to say about Firaxis laying off some people? I mean, we know that this is kind of part of what happens in development cycles.
1: But, like, it's kind of a shame for this studio to do this. Yeah, it sucks. I know you and I are both big fans of the XCOM games. I don't think either of us played... Midnight Suns, but Midnight Suns did not do very well and I think that that is a big reason for this. And also um, I can't remember if we covered it on the podcast, but Jake Solomon left that studio and he was the creative director of like the XCOM games and Midnight Suns and all that. So it's entirely possible that the team would not be the same anyway without his vision. So I don't know. This is definitely sad, and it sucks. I hope that they get back on their feet. I hope that they don't give up on this type of game, and that they maybe just maybe just uh, dial back their expectations a little bit. Like I think that a big problem for them was going for that. You you pay for that Marvel license, you have to get a big return, and I just don't think you're ever going to get a big return on a strategy card based role playing game. Like it's just not gonna happen. Yeah. There aren't that many people out there that are interested in these types of games as as beloved as they are. So I don't know. I mean I, I might be uh speaking a little bit out of my butt, but um I just hope that they land on their feet is all. Damn. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I almost want to say that they would have been better off just doing a new XCOM game, and, and like we said last episode, like sometimes studios just want to kind of step out of their wheelhouse. When we were talking about Naughty Dog, sometimes studios just want to fucking try something different. Now, they didn't take that big of a step here, Firaxis. It's the same style of game, from what I understand. It's just a little different, and, and it makes me wonder that Alien's Dark Descent game that is releasing soon, which
1: looks a lot like an XCOM game. How that game's going to fare? Um, is there non- not? to mention, we talked. Not to mention, last week we talked about Miasma Chronicles. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Looks fucking awesome too, in the same kind of vein. So, I don't know, man. I mean, these games are being made. I just think that I don't know. I, I I feel like these types of games they need to have reasonable expectations about sales because, yeah. God of War Ragnarok sold twenty million copies, or whatever the fuck. But that doesn't mean that those people are anywhere near that number of people are going to be interested mm-hmm. in, in an XCOM game or whatever. Like, can you think of a, a strategy role playing game that has been that successful? Like, I don't not like those. Like,
0: like the only ones that I can think of that have done well enough. And I'm not sure. I know they're critically well received and i'm going to just dial it right back to that go-to game of mine that i that i love Valkyria Chronicles that's that's borderline something else though you know but it plays similarly to these games but it's not quite i mean it's strategy but it's it's got elements of real real time combat in there as well there i don't know man i'm trying to think what was that? One thing I can think about- of is
1: maybe final, my, maybe Final Fantasy Tactics. But I think even if they remade that, it would not sell nearly as well right. as you know your mainline games. Right. Like Wasteland thinking. Three came out. How did that do? That's more of like an RPG though. No, I mean it's it's similar, right? It, it did have a lot more RPG elements. Yeah, but. It you know it is successful as it was like it still wasn't a commercial banger. You know what I mean? Right. You, like I said, you just have to ha- you ha- you have to have reasonable expectations for games like this. Just know your you audience. Know, I, I just don't know that you're ever going to see "quote unquote" casual gamers playing these types of games, right. which drive a lot of these sales, like God of War and Spider Man and Call of Duty and things like that.
0: Yeah. Well, just for the listeners so they know that the Aliens Dark Descent is coming out June twentieth and it's being developed by Tyndalos Interactive. That's good. Yeah. And and it's going to be uh, published by Focus Entertainment. So I I really think that this game is gonna be a really nice like test for the interest in because Aliens has a huge following. I mean it's not huge. It's not like fucking Disney huge, but there's a yeah. lot of hardcore Aliens fans, and I think people are right. chomping for an Aliens game, dude. So we'll see how There dark- might
1: be enough crossover. Mm-hmm. There might be enough crossover between gamers and Aliens fans to see a success in this game, yeah. but I don't know. We'll have to see. on, um, Dude, I fucking want to buy that game so bad. It looks cool as shit. All right. Anyways,
0: um, let's move forward to the next one. Uh, just as a quick reminder, because by the time you hear our next episode, I think this will have come and gone. And uh, Summer Games Fest is happening. Don't forget. It's right around the corner. June 8th, the showcase is going to be two hours. The showcase at Summer Games Fest. So who knows what the hell they're going to show here. It'll be an hour of ads. and then I don't um, know. I think they trimmed some of this shit down. I think Keely learned his lesson, man. I, I don't I hope
1: so. All right, Jake, are
0: you gonna tune in or are you just gonna you just gonna go over the cliff notes when
1: it's over? Um, it's the eighth maybe. What is the eighth? Depends. It's a Thursday.
0: Yeah. We're we're recording this show on June fourth, so I'm sure we'll have something to talk about next episode on top of our wish list, Summer Games Fest stuff. Um cool. Just a reminder, make sure you tune in Thursday, June eighth, Summer Games Fest, two hour showcase. And then traveling backwards in time. You and I had a conversation about the God of War uh, art director, Raph Grissetti, and how he was leaving Sony Santa Monica studios. And we were like, I wonder what the fuck he's working on. I don't even know. And so it turns out that he's working with Netflix on a AAA original IP title. Um, not, Not yet titled. IP game. And also on that team includes talent who've worked on Halo and Gears 5 and Overwatch. So, I don't know how the fuck I feel about this, man. I I have not yet played a Netflix game and I have Netflix. Do mm.
1: so you have I'm sure this isn't going to be like a I'm sure this isn't going to be something that oh you have to play it on Netflix. Could just be a Netflix published or developed game that's on PlayStation and PC and whatever. Sounds like based on the other developers that maybe it's a shooter of some kind, but I don't know, man. It's probably so early in development. I mean, speculating on it is probably almost pointless. But but that's where he went,
0: right? That's where the dude went.
1: Yeah, good for him landing landing an opportunity that uh, allows him to maybe stretch his legs a little bit creatively, and then also, I'm sure he got a pretty big uh, bucket of cash to go over. Little incentive,
0: probably. Yeah, yeah. Nice little bonus. All right, very good. Very good. And then we got two more news points, and we're going to get to new games coming out this week. This one is interesting because I had not heard the rumors, but apparently CD Projekt Red, um, there were rumors going around that they were getting uh, – they are being acquisitioned by Sony. Um, Acquired? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there was going to be some sort of Sony acquisition of Project Red. Sorry, I read that backwards. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. They they've come right out and they they say no. They, they tweeted that it's not happening. Then they wrote, "It's possible, but it's not happening," which means yeah, they could have been approached by Sony. Honestly. I don't know. I doubt it after the fucking shit show that they cost Sony on the PSN with the cyberpunk shit. I can't imagine Sony wants any... Maybe they just want to keep them close to their chest. I don't know. But the fact that this dude comes out and says it's it's not happening, it's possible,
1: but it's not happening. Why even say that it's possible? I mean, anything's possible, right? So I... Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but it. the other thing is, is that like... I don't see Sony being able to peel Red out from the publisher CD Projekt. So for those of you that don't know, <laughs> CD Projekt is a, is a publishing arm and CD Projekt Red is a developer that they own that makes Cyberpunk and The Witcher Correct. and all other games. So the story has kind of fallen out with Cyberpunk that – It was the publisher, CD Projekt, and the shareholders that pushed the game out early to make it a piece of shit. But the team at Red would have loved to have had more time with it to polish it up and make it the game that we love today. So if Sony was pulling off just the Red Studio, that would be awesome. But I don't know why CD Projekt would sell them. Like That's like their... That's like their fucking crown jewel. Why would, like, you might as well not exist at that point. So, like, I don't know. This seems just kind of silly to me. I don't know why Sony would want them. I get Sony wanting a big Western RPG company or developer, but I think that what they would have to pay for CD Projekt as a publisher or even Red as a developer Mm -hmm. is probably much more than it's worth given. You know, recent events.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. I couldn't agree more. But I thought that was interesting because I never heard that rumor and they're like addressing it like you know, and part of me makes me wonder like, dude, it'd be like me tweeting, like listen, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation what's gonna happen with the podcast. You know. Um, Sony's approached us, they want to be the they want us to be the, the new official PlayStation Play. But it ain't happening. Just so you guys know, it's not yeah. going to happen. I mean, it's possible, but it ain't happening. They'd be like, are they creating the news point? Or, like, is this actually a rumor that was happening is my concern. Like, do you just come out and tweet and be like, well, I know it has been a lot of speculation. It's going to buy us. They do that just so their shareholders yeah. hear. Like, I've not fucking heard the room- rumor is my thing.
1: I don't know. who Who knows? It could be like, you know... You know, one sort of uh, one sort of uh, story beat removed from when Platinum was like begging Microsoft to buy them. Like it, it's Hooray. you know, it could be anything, anything like that. But I guess we'll never know. Sony might even be scared off by news like this, even if they were thinking about offering them something i don't know it's 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 definitely strange it's a weird one it's a strange kind of news point slash rumor
0: yeah dude it is a rumor all right and speaking of sony project red lastly this is staggering man the witcher 3 has now sold over 50 million copies
1: that's pretty amazing and it just keeps selling it's probably like yeah, and I guarantee you, when the new season of the Witcher Netflix show comes out, if they're going to sell even, they're going to have another boost.
0: Yeah, dude, it's so weird. Like, I wonder how many of these people. I, I mean, like, how many copies of Skyrim have been sold at this point? But like, it's like okay, you had the Witcher three, you the Witcher three Collector's Edition, and then it's like okay, now you have the Witcher three on the PS five, the remake or the re, re-upped version. Like, uh, like are they? Clearly they're counting every sale of the game and there's probably tons of people that have all three versions, you know? I don't know. It's just Mm -hmm. interesting to think about like, you know, I I don't know. It's still impressive as shit. I'm not trying to take anything away, but you gotta start thinking like when there's been multiple releases of the same game, there are some fanatics out there that would just buy everything. It's like, you know, it's it's like the catcher and the rye. Some people like have a weird addiction to that book and they just buy it every time they see it, right? Or, or maybe maybe not everybody does that. But then the guy that they claim that killed Kennedy, like wasn't that like his infatuation was catching the rye and he like always bought the book. Yeah. So it's like there's probably some people out there like that with the Witcher. It's like I need this copy. I need this one. I need this version of it. I don't know. They, don't forget, it's also on PC and shit too. It's not. It's not just Sony exclusive. It's everywhere. So interesting. Well, dude. It, wow. Yeah. It, it's talking about new games coming out this week and. We will close things off. So new games this week, June 6th, 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 I can't talk, um, my mouth's getting dry over here, Amnesia, the Bunker, PS4, uh, that's not the game I remember the trailer for, I don't think, Diablo 4, June 6th, PS5, PS4, Loop 8, Summer of Gods, PS4, and Raiden 3, X mikado Maniacs, PS5, and PS4. June 7th, we're getting MotoGP 2023 on PS5. Nocturnal on PS5, PS4. Sense with a lowercase s. Midnight PS5, PS4, so senses. And then Terminal Velocity Boosted Edition on PS4. And 2D and Top D PS5, PS4. It's kind of a neat name. Um, June 8th, Tour de France 2023 on PS5, PS4. And lastly, June 9th, we're getting Grey Hill instant Incident on PS5. And PS4. Uh, obviously, the big one is Diablo 4. I want to say yeah. Amnesia the Bunker, for some reason, is ringing some
1: sort of like...
0: I don't know. My spidey
1: senses. I mean, the Amnesia games, are they, they have a legacy. More on PC than on PlayStation, but I know that they have an audience. Um, the MotoGP game is big worldwide, but it's not really a big thing in America. Um, Diablo 4 is obviously the most probably is probably the largest global sort of presence this week.
0: Yeah. Amnesia the Bunker is the fourth Amnesia game in the franchise and was developed by Frictional Games.
1: But yeah. so Who did did the amazing Soma?
0: Oh, dude. Soma's so good. Soma is absolutely great. Yeah. 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 I love that game. All right. Well, Jake, that's all I have today. I just want to thank the listeners for tuning in to episode 279. We're going to hit 280 next week. Getting closer and closer to Big Three Hundred, which is exciting, which is fucking ridiculous to even think that we find time in our lives to do this. Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't have anything else to say. But thanks for tuning in to everybody, and uh, make sure you check out that Patreon. If you, if you, if you've been on the fence, go check it out. You know, sometimes you get the episode a day early, maybe two days early. We don't make that promise, but sometimes it can happen. And we know you are crazy about our show if you're still listening at this point. So um, thanks for writing in. As always, Big Box J1. Uh, We haven't heard from Played by Ken. I hope he's doing all right. It's been a while. Maybe he dropped off the show. But uh, I think as soon as we quit talking cars, dude, that dude was like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) But uh, no, man, we we do appreciate our listeners. So thank you. And feel free to write us. We're super – Regular dudes, and we just uh, want to talk PlayStation with everybody. So, Jake, do you have anything you'd like to say before we
1: sign out for the day? So, two things. One, uh, at 50 million copies, according to Wikipedia, The Witcher 3 is the ninth best-selling game of all time. <laughs> um, Love Which it. is fucking ridiculous. Uh, it's got – it's never going to catch Minecraft or Grand Theft Auto or Tetris or any of these other games, but that are over 100 million units um Minecraft right now is at 238 million units, so there's no fucking way. Um, the other thing that I will say is uh, our boy Big Box, who's fucking slamming me earlier.
0: Slamming you.
1: Uh, all I have to say is that the knife cuts both ways, my dude. So if you like Hades, you should love hockey. And I want to see you fucking – I want to see you responding with video of you trying to play hockey because believe it or not, I have played Hades quite a bit actually. And I also played – We well, like we've discussed oh, some other roguelikes like Rogue Legacy and fucking uh, uh, Returnal and a bunch of other shit. So – yeah, Big Box. Um, if you're going to swing that slander at me, put up or shut up, my dude. Dude, it turns out Big
0: Box is Yammer Yager or some shit. <laughs> that'd, be so, that'd be so fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd eat my words. And it, uh, if it is Yammer Yager, I have a Yammer Yager jersey from the early 90s that I've been trying to get signed for literally 30 years. So I'll send it to you to sign. Oh, my God. And then we'll be cool.
0: <laughs> you'll call it even yeah y- yammer or i mean big Box. <laughs> you should just big Box, just pretend to be yammer yager so you can satisfy jake's like lifetime goal <laughs> just pretend that you're yammer yager that's so funny dude uh all right well dude i gotta roll and we gotta close this yeah. thing off it's getting late you guys have a nice week Pray, do the rain dance for Jake and I. We, we need a little rain here in Northwest PA. And um, if we don't get it, I, I might just, uh, I don't know, I might just start doing something as silly as watering my yard. Um, that's it. So, like Necromunda hired gun, Nexamon, and Nightmare Reaper. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.